If you ever watched the movie The Dead Zone and then felt inspired to produce a necrophilia porn parody called The Dead Bone, this is the podcast for you. <laughs> my name is Abram Aiken. These are my friends. Matt and Colby. Gabby. Gabby is hanging with us tonight. She's filling in for Sarah and Kathleen. So Kathleen two, went to bed. Two pairs of well, shoes. Well, you got two, to like three hats actually. Yeah. You got like your own. Mm-hmm. Sarah's Enjoy home that. doing her thing. How are you guys on this fine evening? Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Gabby, holding up. Yep. <laughs> We've been saying a lot of dirty words, and I feel bad because yeah. she's very young. <laughs> <laughs> But she seems to be holding up. <laughs> I think I've I knew you at that. Worse. I think <laughs> yeah. you and I are friends of that age. You said all kinds of dirty shit to me. Not like you were trying to entice me, but you were saying <laughs> <laughs> vulgar things. <laughs> but, See, vulgar things. But I feel like, you know, you said that stuff too. So Double standard. <laughs> She's just sitting quietly here. We should, we should, we should give you a script of like <laughs> dirty shit to say. Yeah. <laughs> These are words we shouldn't say, but we do. Rim job. <clears throat> That's one hole. Um, we're going to try something different tonight. We're not going to do the segments like we normally do. We're just going to kind of talk about the movie we watched, which should be interesting. Mm-hmm. I'll go through the first part like I normally do to introduce the movie, but other than that, we're just going to run wild with it and see what happens. Because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it's fun to mix it up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, as I alluded to in the little opening joke, um, we watched... A movie called The Dead Zone from Stephen King. This is from 1983. It was written by Jeffrey Brom and based on the novel by Stephen King. I'm not sure if he worked on the script or not, but... It said that he did. He did? Okay. Yeah, but the directors threw it out. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. That kind of seems to be a common thing. One of the directors uh, called King. it convoluted and too involved. Uh, he's a writer. Yeah, <laughs> well, you got to consider, too, the dude writes two novels a year. I mean, like, that's the way his mind works, is I need, like, six, seven hundred pages to get it all out there. Yeah. <laughs> you can't wrap that up in 90 minutes. Well, the uh, the tagline the, the that I read was, in his mind he has the power to see the future. In his hands he has the power to change it. Yeah. You, you didn't know what this was a prequel to the popular TV show That's So Raven. <laughs> <laughs> that was some show. Same, same in, tagline? In or which what? she gazes into the future. Yeah. <laughs> I think his reaction was a little different when he got visions. Oh, there was yeah. that episode when Raven shot that guy. <laughs> yeah, that was the... When she waited in that church for him exactly. with the rifle. You, you, gotta, yeah. you gotta admit, though, that was so Raven. That that was so <laughs> Raven. That's where it all began. Was they're like, she was gonna kill that motherfucker. That's yeah. so Raven. This movie was directed by David Cronenberg. Cronenberg has a very strange history like he's done a lot of stuff where you're like what mm-hmm. the fuck is going on here yeah. but he can play it straight when he wants to I think, so. I think he's the more accessible David Lynch probably. yeah I can see that he did The Fly too right yeah. and Scanners yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was good. The Fly oh, was scanners, totally yeah. coherent like I was yeah. confused absolutely. at any point mm-hmm. absolutely um, I saw this movie when I was a kid uh, I always say this every week you know my we didn't have a lot of money and my parents would rent us movies and I think we actually owned this one on beta there was a a VCR that was like 200 pounds and the the tapes were smaller than VHS. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, was, I thought Beta was the bigger one. The bigger the player was bigger uh-huh. or at least the one we had was like like I said I would like bench press it try to get some mass or whatever. <laughs> and uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I could have. <laughs> 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 
like yeah. jogging with it, strangling my quads. Unplug it, bro, quick. <laughs> Adjust the tracking aim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the, I remember the tapes were smaller. I remember, though, one day I was I was hanging out at my at my friend's house, and my brother comes running up, and he goes, Hey, come quick. We got a VCR. And I was like, Holy shit, really? And he's like, Yeah, it's beta. And I went, Oh. Because <laughs> there's no, you couldn't hardly rent them. You know? Oh, yeah. So we go to the video store, and they'd, like, they'd have a beta section. It was like one little shelf. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, yeah, it's better than nothing, but still, damn it. So. Such a beta male. <laughs> right. Uh, that's what, that's what it's like to be old and crotchety. I wonder what like would define a beta male. Like They're always ready to go to, build, to lead. They just don't, you know? But they're, they're the solid number two. Sure. They don't run the group. They're just... Seems, I mean, if it came down to it, they could. Seems to be def- definitive of anybody that isn't the alpha. Yeah. Or so the I, I guess the beta would be the submissive to the alpha. Yeah. Yeah, like his henchman. Maybe, mm-hmm. yeah. Be like the Destro to his Cobra commander. It's mm-hmm. like, um, that's a tough call though, because Destro, he was kind of, kind of uh, out thinking Cobra commander in a lot of ways. Well, maybe yeah. that's how you would define a beta male, because I don't think there's a definition yet. So yeah. Yeah, that's up to us. Oh man, I don't want to. I wanna, think there is. I don't want to go on a GI Joe tangent because I will. Do you think you could go? Like, do you think I could go longer than you at Game of Thrones than you could at GI Joes? Yeah, I okay. think you could. <laughs> Just because yeah. of more material, or because of like me personally. Um, I, I would say a combination of the two. You know, really? it's fresher in your mind, and you're crazy. And <laughs> yeah, I would. I would just. Obsessive. I would so let what? you go. Sue me. I think Abe has more source material, but I think you could go longer than him. Maybe page for page, there's more Game of Thrones. So. I don't know. I don't know. Between the comics and the spinoff series. Yeah, all the action figure file cards. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be waiting in line to meet Larry Hama soon. Um. Anyway, where we're going cool. off on that thing. Um, I think people should see this, and why I showed it to you guys, it, it doesn't have anything to do with our current political situation where a horrible person might be being locked No, nope, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just, uh, you know, honestly what did it was was you, Colby. Because um, I suggested Neon Demon, and Matt said we shouldn't watch that one. And I was like, what's a movie that had some cool boobs? And then I remember that scene <laughs> where that girl got her shirt torn open. I was like, oh, yeah, they'll like that. Yeah. And then I was like, oh yeah, that's a sweet movie, so I picked a dead zone. Yeah, that was a good scene because like she had a see-through bra on, so already I was like, alright. And then like I was like, is he going to take it off? Oh, alright, this is yeah. good. A- aside from the whole murder-rape angle. Mm-hmm. They didn't, but they didn't show the murder or the rape, so right, they didn't ruin right. the scene, you know? Yeah, I guess it was more implied by the scissors. <laughs> yeah, like you saw the dead, like the lead-up, and then the dead body, that was it. Yeah, actually, dead body than the lead up because that's yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll get to this. We're gonna go through this movie. Don't you worry, don't you worry. We're mm-hmm. gonna tell you what happened. Calm yourself. Spoilers, spoilers. Not the ass. This movie's fucking 20, 30 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So in fact, we could just start talking about it because we're skipping all our segments and stuff. Yeah. I will say totally this. Totally unrelated. Okay. There's two <laughs> boobs in this movie, <laughs> and maybe. Maybe six, seven, or eight dead bodies, depending on how you look at it. Depending on which timeline. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so, so Christopher Walken plays a character named Johnny Smith. 
and he is a That's school teacher. And he's got himself a lovely fiance. No, they're not engaged, are they? I thought they were yeah. like dating. Well, he said, I'm going to marry you, and she said, yeah. Oh, okay. So they had at least discussed oh, the whole okay. marriage thing. And, you guys and, watch and he didn't stay the night? <laughs> no, because he was saving it for marriage. He I, said uh, some things okay, were I was so taken aback by the fact that they weren't, like, intimate that I couldn't, I guess mm. I didn't think to listen to anything else. I was just so shocked. Yeah, I guess technically he did wait till she was married. <laughs> 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 that was a spoiler to our own podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe I can I can take that out and put it later. Yeah. Maybe that's why he got the visions, like all the like the sexual tension over five years. I guess I mean if he was saving for marriage, I guess I've been like forty years of sexual tension. They they called it the dead zone, but it was really just blue balls. Yeah, it's like so much semen is backed up in me, I could see the future. <laughs> Do you remember the episode of Seinfeld function. where like they like George stops having sex and so does Elaine, and Elaine gets dumber, but George gets smarter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you seen those memes of uh, what if Seinfeld was being written right now? Uh-uh. Oh, they're so good. Oh, I'm to Do they some. try to make them like? Yeah, they like updated them for like modern stuff. Like, wouldn't it just be Curb Your Enthusiasm? Uh, basically, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like Kramer out. rents out his apartment to an Airbnb company permanently, and like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd actually be a funny and his plot for our <laughs> Yeah, Kramer accidentally dates himself on Tinder. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. Like, whoever did that, that would make a good modern day Seinfeld. <laughs> they should do it. Maybe they should. I like Seinfeld. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so as I was saying, uh, old Christopher Walken, Johnny Smith, um, leaves his fiance's place and he's driving home in the rainstorm, and some truck driver falls asleep and crashes his truck, and it's like a milk truck or something. Yeah, it looks like a milk truck, and. Uh, Old Johnny goes careening into it and and gets all jacked up. Is in a coma for five years, mm-hmm. which That's isn't too bad. I mean, could have been worse. It would suck to lose five years, but yeah, better than it's not ten. Or so I had to look into it because mm-hmm. I just got curious, and because I was like, how often does it happen that people are in comas for a long time? It's not very. When they are in comas for a long time, when they come out of them, they usually die. Shortly thereafter, mm, dang, that sucks. and it's not like they like snap out of their coma. And they're like, "What happens?" They like snap out of their coma, and they're like, uh, "Like they're so brain damaged they can't talk, and then mm. they die." So yeah. it's not as fun in real life. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why we have movies because real life isn't really all that. Yeah, that great. yeah. but that did rewind about it was one say she's in it for like seven years. That's just fine. And she's good. Yeah. And then there's the other one where like they thought they were in a coma. But they were completely awake. Oh yeah, and about and that, yeah. It was like ten years or something, twenty years. That's so terrifying. Like they were observing uh, what was going on around them, but they, yeah. just, they couldn't interact. Oh, happening in real time. Uh, There's no way to say. Kill <laughs> 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 Fucking end it. They yeah. said like one of them said that like I built like entire worlds just like. Yeah, you learn to meditate really quick. <laughs> oh jeez, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We try to keep it lighthearted on this show, but <laughs> that's, sometimes maybe that's why I don't meditate because it sounds miserable. I mean, like you gotta be miserable in the first not, place. I mean, it's a, I hear it's good. I hear there's a ton of benefits. You know, from just I, clearing your mind. 
A lot of people, a lot of people say that you're supposed to try to empty your mind and not think or anything. Mm-hmm. But I watched this monk on YouTube talk, and he said that all you're supposed to do when you meditate is focus on your breathing. He yeah. says it's impossible yeah. to stop your thoughts. Just focus on your breathing, and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And I try it. It's relaxing. It's really yeah. nice. Yeah, I, I think yeah. that's the same message, though. I think he's saying focus on the breathing until. You know, this other stuff kind of fades into the background and you just kind of fades in into the, the background, but it won't ever go away. Oh, yeah. Well, and because I had a, I took a Asian humanities class in high school. Oh, and that's racist. Well, that Colby, was stop about... doing that with your eyes right now. <laughs> <laughs> stop it. So where's my are, gong? Are, are those chickens? I brought a gong for this segment. <laughs> oh, my no, God, but, he's doing it again. Stop. But the, with your eyes, stop. The, the teacher, was he was very enthusiastic about Asian culture. And the, uh, well, no, it was, uh, it was a teacher. He had taught it the year before, but he retired the year before I took it. And he came back in to do med- like a meditation thing with us. And the principle of like that, like, you know, they say like, it's, he said it's all about focus. And the idea there is if you focus on your breathing, but one thing keeps coming into your mind, that's the shit you got to solve. Like you got to figure out, work out that problem because that's what's holding you back. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So, um, so he wakes up from the coma and he finds out that his, his fiance is now, um, remarried because five years has gone by and she wasn't waiting around. Mm-hmm. And um, he's obviously upset by this and uh, um, he starts to have visions. And particularly when he touches people. That was the only way he touched people. Uh, it might be. Yeah, I think yeah, it's the only way he, he touched people. Mm-hmm. But, but here's the thing though. It's like he didn't accidentally touch that nurse. He straight up grabbed her hand and said, your daughter, you know. <laughs> so what came first? Hmm. What made him grab her arm like that? Was yeah. it bad directing? I don't, maybe. Was it, you know what I mean? Like, who knows? I'm not, I, I shouldn't say it. I'm not going to say it. Go ahead and remind me. Okay. He bailed out? <laughs> Mute it real quick. It was not, it was, it wasn't very well directed, I don't think. <laughs> okay, Colby's taking that. shots of Cronenberg. <laughs> All right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would. Uh, There's one spot where I would agree that the direction was a bit weird. The sexy but, kid. Uh, yeah, that too. <laughs> the sexy kid for sure. <laughs> Come back to bed, Johnny. We're uh, reading the book. No. Upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there was there was a long lull in the middle of that movie where it was just kind of him chilling out. Mm-hmm. You know. I would disagree with that, but. Well, like when he went to a, like it. Who's a, I can't remember who the hell went to his house now, but he's like showing him the stack of mail and shit. And it's just kind of like, is it, doctor? Yeah, it's doctor. It's like, well, what's, why, why are you showing me this? I don't, this has nothing to do with the story. It's always that, it's that trope in superhero movies. It's like, I have superpowers, but I don't want these superpowers. And then that, someone convinces him to use those superpowers. Yeah. That was also the section of, of the movie where the, uh, the clock was introduced. Because the doctor says, like, this thing could be killing you. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so it was an important part of the movie. It was just dialogue. Well, they, it could have been done better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It must be done better. Can't argue that. Yeah, my only complaint was there wasn't really any motivation for him to go out to the political rally to oh, grab that yeah. guy. I didn't get that. I like, don't I understand I what prompted him to go out there. Well, that's why I'm saying maybe maybe the visions weren't just based on touch. Something oh, was compelling him okay. to go out there and explore. I never read mm. the, the Stephen King book on this one, which is weird. I read most oh, Stephen man. King books. I'm surprised you haven't. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Maybe because I had seen the movie so many times that I was just like, I'm mm-hmm. good. But. I just thought he was looking for that girl. Oh, he did see her out the window. Oh, is that why? Yeah, and the guy just happened to walk by him and shake his hand. 
yeah, still have to be. I think you're right. I think that's what I was going after. It oh. kept showing him go, going down the line. And he was oh, yeah, I guess that's true. So, so you know what we're talking about. His um, former fiance, her husband was working the rally, and he saw her through the window in a crowd of people mm-hmm. um, waiting for the would-be senator to give a speech. We'll get to all that. We'll get to all that. We'll go through it. Um, we're skipping around here. But anyway, so um, where were we? What were we talking about? Oh, uh, the visions. Yeah. Um, he, he's, he's starting to have visions. Uh, so the media catches wind, and they, and they want to know, like, oh, is he psychic? And some guy tries to show him up, and he totally is psychic. Mm-hmm. Freaks everybody the fuck out, <laughs> which I thought was cool. Was a good scene. Um, what I liked about about a lot of this, because there's a there's a section where he he essentially gets to use his superpowers. The the Castle Rock sheriff comes to him and says, "Will you help us solve a murder?" Mm-hmm. And uh, I really like it. Almost feels for a, for a while in the movie like it's an anthology mm-hmm. where he's just like, "What's this case? What's this one?" You yeah. know, like all these little things. It's not just like one plot from start to finish. You get a little bit of other stories around him. Yeah. I thought that was super cool. That is true, which, I mean, yeah, it's no surprise it tried to be a TV series because it was pretty episodic. It was, yeah. In nature. It was a really popular TV show, too. I remember hmm. everybody was going nuts for it. Hmm. I want to say he won, like, a Emmy for it. Hmm. Anthony Michael Hall? Mm-hmm. Cool. I'll look into it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of how the book was, too, so... Was it where yeah. he had little cases to solve? Mm-hmm. Well, no, I mean, there's a couple. There weren't really cases. I can't remember if there was a murderer in the book or not. Mm. Six seasons. Mm-hmm. I think it was mostly like house fires and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. And it also was a brain tumor in the book, I think. In his head? Mm-hmm. That made the... Yeah, so that was the ticking clock in the book right, it's like right. the tumor is getting worse the visions are getting more powerful and you're gonna die soon mm-hmm. I think that should have been in the movie because all I could think about when he's getting ready to kill Martin Sheen is I was like there are so many other ways to go about that and you're already a famous psychic like, couldn't you just say like this dude is gonna nuke everybody but look at the even the local guy didn't even believe him like how's he gonna get him on TV like there's like you know you could just show like look this dude who knew this guy's sister committed suicide is now saying this guy's gonna nuke everybody we should really take a closer look at this guy Mm. you know I mean but they wouldn't have found anything though it was a mental health issue Mm -hmm. there's no paper trail for that what do you mean like you're saying. You know, he should have said something to somebody and they could have looked into it, but they well, would have just found that he was a little unhinged, I guess. Well, I'm just saying there there would have been other ways to stop that guy from doing what he's doing besides just straight up trying to kill him, you know? Yeah, that's true. But if you uh, if you have a very limited amount of time, yeah, you mm-hmm. got to shoot that dude. I think so, yeah. So, um, so the, first, the first real, I guess, uh, his decision to start using his power... Um, like I said, the, the sheriff asks him to help him look into a series of murders that's been going on. And at, f- at first he refuses like you do, and you say, like, oh, man, I just don't want this hassle. Mm-hmm. And then he sees, um, well, it was after, was it before or after that girl came and slept with him again? It was after, right? Because yeah. he got that little taste of the family mm-hmm. life. So so his um, his former fiance comes by unexpectedly and brings her kid and they they get it on and uh 
Which is kind of strange because she just is like, eh, who cares really about my current husband? I'm going to give this guy, which was cool of her. Gave yeah. him to do something that he yeah. probably wanted for a while. That's true. Mm-hmm. His whole life, in fact. Yeah. And uh, he, he got a little taste of, of the family life. He had dinner with her, with her and her kid and her dad and had a good time. And then that night on the news, he saw more killings were happening yeah. and decided to help the sheriff. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I like that. I like that whole scene where they're looking around and can't find anything. Mm. You know, he's feeling stuff. Like, it's not just something he can turn on or off. Yeah. I like that sort of thing. Yeah, I liked when he failed with the cigarette packet. He picked it up because that was the only evidence they had from that scene. Mm-hmm. He should have, should have tried a cigarette butt because that would have had, like, the dude's saliva on it. But they've been, like, touching him. But they're gross. Who wants to touch that? That's true. Yeah. So. But he touched a dead body instead. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I had the choice, but, like, can I have a cigarette butt? Yeah. So I have a question for the screenwriters in the room, Colby and Abe. Why is it, why is there this trope of the, the hero's refusal of the call to action? Why do they always waste that screen time when every audience member knows that he's going to do it eventually? He's going to th- use the power. I think it's because um, you want you want the audience to feel... A relationship to the character and so you don't want him to be I'm gung-ho I'm gonna go out there and save the day you want him to be a, a reluctant participant at first hmm. and then he has to be led on board I, I don't know that's a I, I guess yeah and if you don't have that it kind of it's like you're just watching something play out you're not watching a story is what it feels I like. know what it is you don't want it to feel too easy it's a decision that they have to make um, and take it very seriously. They can't yeah. lightly just jump into the adventure yeah. that's going to change their life. I guess that's true. I guess that's them being moving from reactive to proactive, exactly which is part that. of their character arc. But and how do I mean, we not come up with a better way to do it? It's <laughs> it's that shift actually that goes from Act One to Act Two is mm. exactly that when the character decides to take action. Yeah, yeah, yeah and like if you think of like Iron Man, like. If he just threw on a suit of armor and started beating the shit out of people, he kind of <laughs> seemed like an asshole, you know? Yeah. That's kind true. of like a, unlike Batman, too. Like, Batman would seem like a bully if he did not want to kick the shit out of people. It would yeah. It would just seem like um, it's come too easy mm. for them, you know? It has to be a decision yeah. that yeah, like, is hard to make. You fucking goody two-shoes, you're just going to fucking save the whole world? Yeah. Dick. But at the same time, it makes him look petulant, too. Like, ugh, this burden of this amazing ability. <laughs> yeah, the one, that's when it's poorly done. No, like, but it, it, gives you, it gives you the, the look, though, that, like, what, what you see as, like, oh, man, he's got a cool superpower. Mm-hmm. And for him, it's probably really shitty. Because, yeah. like you said, he had a whole closet full of people asking him to help save mm-hmm. their fucking life and family mm-hmm. and kids. And it's like, I can't yeah. do all this. And yeah. that's how a good, like, Superman story should be written. Is like, that's mm-hmm. kind of his main struggle, is that he's too powerful. He could help everybody. And because he could help everybody, he can't really help anybody. Because he can't be everywhere at once. Yeah. Well, like, uh, like Luke and uh, A New Hope he felt he wasn't worthy of being a Jedi, you know? Mm-hmm. He gave his lightsaber back, like, oh, I can't do this. Yeah. Same with Rey, I guess, in the new Star Wars. That's true. I guess that's an example of when it's done well. Yeah. But, I don't know, the, as a writer, you should be thinking about it from the audience perspective, too, and audiences are smart enough to know that they're going to take that's, up the yeah, call to action. That's, like, the, the, the difference between a good screenwriter and a, a screenwriter is that 
you know, you shouldn't know that that's what's happening, you know? Mm. You should be just watching me and like, oh, this dude, mm. that's hard, that's rough. That's a good point. I can see that. I don't remember which fight we were watching, but there was a... Uh, oh, shit, it might have been Tim Kennedy, I can't remember. But, um... Well, you know what, if you want to take a second to remember... I, I just had a similar experience with it, watching a fight today. Like everybody knows, my favorite fighter is Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. I was watching, rewatching this his latest fight with Eddie Alvarez, and I want Conor McGregor to succeed, but like watching him beat up Eddie Alvarez like so effortlessly, it made me feel sad for Eddie Alvarez. Like mm-hmm. I was just like that poor guy. Dude, like <laughs> that's that's a bummer. He worked so hard, got so far, and I think that's why. Like if. Halfway through the fight, Conor McGregor had like been like, I can't do this anymore, but like, I gotta fight through, or, and you know, it would have been like a fair fight, it had been like, great, that was awesome to watch. Mm-hmm. That one was just like, good for Conor, but I'm sad that poor guy got beat up so bad. You relate to the struggle. Mm-hmm. Well, my, my point was going to be this, which was, um, whoever, whoever the fighter was, he had a way of, of misleading you into thinking he's punching, and then kicking your fucking brain into space. <laughs> And I think that a good screenwriter um, could could better disguise those shifts. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. all very formulaic, mm-hmm. but if you're really good at it, you can mix it up, and then they don't see it coming. Yeah. And Donald's, there aren't there aren't true. there aren't a lot that can do that. I certainly mm. have haven't figured it out. But. Maybe maybe Donald Cerrone. No, I don't remember who Carlos it was. Carlos Condit. I don't. He kind of does that. I'm trying to think of. Stephen Thompson did that one time to that one guy. Yeah, I'm, sh- I'm, sh- I'm sure lots of them are are capable of it. It's just a, it's just a, a, I'm just saying there's a higher level of, of this sort of thing that, you know, yeah, works well with what you're saying. You got to be able to hide the strings to make a magic trick look yeah. good. Exactly, because yeah. I mean you've seen the same story a hundred times in every movie. Yeah. But yeah. it's it, every time like that's why you're like that movie ruled or that movie sucked. It's and how well you did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I what I always think of when I'm writing is there's no new fucking story I can possibly tell. Um, how can I make the characters cool? Well, how can I make you like the characters? That's my my whole thing. Okay. And again, you know how successful I am so far is fucking. <laughs> <laughs> you just need the exposure. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Exposure. I expose myself at the park all the time. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's only the email. We've asked you to stop. I'm like, hey, Kobe, what do you think of this? Sometimes it I wake up in a park. Comic book. <laughs> yeah. I wake up in a park with Abe exposing himself today. When well, I fell asleep at home, and I say gazebo. <laughs> gazebo. <laughs> he was there. I was there. Yeah, I saw his face. <laughs> um, I thought. I thought that. Uh, this movie was cool because it's it's sort of just like your run of the mill low budget horror movie, but it's got Christopher Walken and Tom Skerritt and Martin Sheen, and it's like mm-hmm. man, they got a kick ass cast. Yeah, um, they did a good job making you care about most of the characters. You know, mm-hmm. like you like Tom Skerritt, you like the Doctor, mm-hmm. which I gotta give him props because usually when you see a Doctor in a movie, they're assholes. This guy was a nice guy. Was yeah, a good, cool. The Doctor was a good dude, which most Doctors are. Yeah, an interesting backstory with the war and stuff yeah. being mm-hmm. saved. Uh, the, I wonder, like, how the like, have you guys read the book? Mm-hmm. He has, I haven't. So, like, the, does he? I mean, I'm sure they shortened it for the movie, but like, does he see lots of events in their lives, or is it always like a tragic one? Um, it's always tragic. Because I was like, why did it go straight? Like, oh, that guy was like seventy. The Doctor. 
or like 60 maybe. Mm-hmm. And then went straight back to when like he was escaping I think the, the, war. the point mm-hmm. that that vision told him was that he could still connect with his mother if he wanted to. Oh, so it's kind of like a like, what closing do you, gaps. What do you need, homie? How can I help you so today? It's like a purposeful ESP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's giving him what you need. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, so he um he's he sees uh after they find this woman's body. Oh, interesting tidbit. The the woman who they find murdered at the gazebo is her name is Roberta Weiss, and she was in a movie called How to Make Love to a Negro Without Getting Tired. Oh. Weird, right? (laughs) I I've certainly never seen that one. That sounds racist. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I kind of would like to see that movie just to see yeah, what that's a, all about. I'm I'm assuming it's a porn. I don't know. I have no idea. I just looked at her IMDb and that was one of the movies listed in her mm-hmm. credits. I went, huh? Interesting. Yeah. Porn I believe are the most progressive movies we have as a genre. Yeah. <laughs> I believe she's passed away by now, but I don't really know. The the dead lady. Yeah. She looked like eighteen. She looked young. Let me check. Let me check. I hope just, she's not dead. Just to see. She would have died awful young. Or at least she would have died looking young. <laughs> well, remember that movie was 82. Uh, so that would be like, what, 34? Or 83. Um, let me just see 34 here. years ago, I guess. Plus, yeah, it would still be like 60 maximum. Well, it says she's 55, so she might be all right. Yeah. Well, and if it, are you on IMDb? Yeah. It'll have their death date on it if they're dead. Let's just take a look. Talk amongst yourselves. Actually, oh, here's a fun fact, too. Uh, tankers hold 9,000 gallons of fluid. I, had a, I was watching Road Warrior the other night, and I was like, <laughs> I got to know how much gasoline like are they really going to war for? It's 9,000 gallons. Yeah. So it's a decent amount. That's pretty good. And I got to think, I'm like, they could, we already gave them five gallons of it to get that semi working. Mm-hmm. And no, I was like, so, like, what's, like, wh- how much is he bargaining for here? Yeah. Quite a bit of gasoline. Yeah. Quite a bit of gasoline. Account, account for, like, I mean, the guitar player probably needed at least 30 gallons of well, gas. A Road Warrior. Oh, I'm sorry. Pre, pre <laughs> do oh, Warrior <laughs> by Max. Yeah, for that one, they were fucking just wasting gasoline. Left I mean, right. they really realized that he needed a presence and it was worth it. Yeah. I think whatever region of Australia, I think, they were in, in, uh... Fury Road, I don't think they were hurting for gasoline because they all seem to be pretty like liberal with mm-hmm. the gasoline. Mm-hmm. I think it was water they were really worried about. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Fortunately, I can't find anything saying she's dead, so hopefully she's all well, right. Yes, if, they, all right. <laughs> if it's on IMDb, they'll have a death day. As a matter of fact, I was thinking about that while I watched the movie because I was thinking Martin Sheen is in such good shape that he looked like a better, like a... Uh, he could play like an Uncle Ben. You didn't think like Jesus Christ is this like his grandma's brother, <laughs> um, like I did when I saw the first Spider Man, and so I went to check to see how old each one was when they played uh, Uncle Ben, and uh, that the, the guy who played Uncle Ben, the first, Tony McGuire Spider Man, he's dead and had his death date written there. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. They were uh, the one guy was eighty when he played Uncle Ben, and Martin Sheen was like sixty eight. They played Uncle Ben. Mm-hmm. But he's in good shape. Good for Martin Sheen. Yeah, he's holding nice. up. Yeah. Using that money. Oh, yeah. Um, after after he solves the or finds out who killed the woman, which ended up being the deputy Frank Dodd, uh, him and the sheriff go to the guy's house 
where he kills himself by ramming a jam a pair of scissors into his brain. Yeah, there's a part I thought could use a little bit of writing too. I so thought that's like, awesome. I mean, well, I no, feel not like that a crazy part. person would do that. Not that yeah. part. I meant the he like premeditated this murder and used scissors. That doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, every, every a serial chance. killer has a quirk. A cur- yeah, yeah, but like to them, it's like to sociopaths. I can't. I guess I don't know that much about psychopaths, but they say it's just like a process for them killing a person. It's not like this big emotional thing for normal people. It's just like a process. And I think that they were intending he intended for her to die there at that gazebo. He would have brought something a little more sturdier than scissors. And there's a good chance scissors wouldn't kill you either. Well, he raped and killed six people with yeah. scissors, so that was his thing. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, but I mean, that wouldn't happen, like, logically. That's what I'm saying. Uh, kill someone with scissors. Kill scissors. Yeah. There's not a good chance of it. I, you got to be pretty I, accurate and pretty, like, forceful. Well, that's, I mean, think that's about the it. whole point of the rape is the force, so... I yeah, mean, but I mean, like, the, like, a blade of the scissors like, that long. And you got to get, like, to get to their heart. You gotta go through breastplate. But you can get to their throat. Get that jug. Yeah, I mean, I guess if they were ordered. I mean, God, he he shoved it up his own brain. I mean, he could have done that to him. (laughs) But I just I don't think uh, uh, somebody who intended to kill somebody would bring scissors. I think they would bring, and if they were scissors, they'd be big fucking scissors because they wanted to make sure they were dead. Mm Because I don't want them to live through it, you know. Mm -hmm. I remember I like well like look at uh, fucking. Teddy Roosevelt, he got shot in the middle of a speech and finished. You know? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think you might be able to live through a scissors stab. Well, even if, like, it did get you in the heart, you'd still, I mean, like, you could have time to go run and tell somebody before you died. Well. I think he makes them unconscious first because she. He, he did punch her. Yeah, he punched her. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah, though. True. It just, like, yeah, it worked, but I don't think, it, it didn't seem believable to me. Yeah. I wasn't buying it. Well, you know. It, yeah. Well, there's process killers and then there's result killers. For some, it's all about the process, no matter how uh, convoluted it may be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's uh, true. But, and uh, I'm just saying, like, I think that if you wanted somebody dead, you, you, you'd make but maybe, a little more... But, kill, but killing them wasn't the, the thing. It was about the rape and the... I mean, well, killing them. He wants them for sure dead so they don't tell anybody, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I just, I think, like, why not grab a knife? I don't know. I mean, why did, why did Gacy use a rope? I don't know. <laughs> but I'm saying the little rope is efficient. You'll know when they're dead, you know? <laughs> they'll probably bleed out, though, by the time. David well, actually, I knew, I didn't know. I I'm kind of went to you high school with Gacy? Him. No. <laughs> he wasn't all that bad. I mean, he, gave he, played, him a shot. he came to my birthday party. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> I think he might, like, when he saw me, he went, so I think I was this close to getting killed. Mm-hmm. But don't to my clown. <laughs> but there was a guy I went to high school with who later on in life, like in his early 20s, he killed himself. But the way he did it is he stabbed himself in the chest with a knife. And he decided that after he had stabbed himself in the chest with a knife, he didn't want to die anymore. Mm-hmm. And called the ambulance and said, I just stabbed myself in the heart with a knife. And he died on the ambulance ride to the hospital. So it was like a good 30, 40 minutes he lived after stabbing himself in did the heart. You, do you know if he took it out or did he leave it in? Uh, well, after he called 911. I don't know. They say you're supposed to leave it in. Yeah, you want to leave those things in all the time. Mm-hmm. Let a doctor take it out. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a tip. That's a meet your monsters tip. Piece <laughs> leave of glass, it shard of metal, big splinter. Leave it in. Let the doctor. That's take it what I've said to every girl I've ever dated. Leave it in. Let let the, the doctor take it out. Uh, oh, I thought you meant leave it in. I was like, that's why you have all those kids, right? <laughs> Don't even call. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
<laughs> like, why, why if I call the cops? Will they think? <laughs> <laughs> nope, just the doctor. <laughs> Don't sue. I'm right. I say that with bullets, too, which is annoying now, because every movie has a scene where, we gotta get that bullet out. You gotta leave that in. Yeah. They're actually very sanitary, because yeah. they're super hot. They cauterize on the way in, and, yeah. And like I said, like, just with the, like, the piece of glass or a shard of metal or whatever you have, it could be holding your artery shut. So okay. Leave it in. Okay. I've been watching this show called Curious and Unusual Deaths. A dude sneezed to death. Was that a ripoff of A Thousand Ways to Die? I'm sure it was. Okay. But a dude straight sneezed, hemorrhaged his brain, and bled to death internally. What? I think scissors would get the job done if you intended it to. So did he like... my opinion. No, no, no. I'm not not saying you couldn't kill somebody with scissors. I'm just saying if you wanted to kill somebody, you wouldn't grab scissors. Especially when you had the time. Okay. Think of... Think about this though, Colby. Okay. What if you wanted to kill someone with scissors? I think that's a more logical than a killer is. You know what I mean? Most killers have a really high IQ. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, they're clearly not, like, sensible, reasonable people. Yeah, it's just... Yeah. I'm, think, I'm just saying that... It's a strange me, thing to argue. <laughs> but I'm not doubting that you could like, kill a person with scissors. I think he just really liked scissors because yeah. even in his coat, yeah. he had a little slot for it. Yeah, it was like showcase. No, 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 no I, I know he was a fan. Scissors. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is I don't Huge think fan. like Huge. if a real serial killer would be a big fan of scissors. I think they would because it goes back to whatever their process is. Like it's whatever ties back into their well, psychic I, or experience. I'm I'm a. I, I, I want to say I'm a fan of serial killers because that sounds fucking crazy. Uh, I'm this fascinated age. by serial killers, but I hate them. Like I'm glad they're all dead. The <laughs> they're not all dead. <laughs> I mean, the ones that I've like learned about were all dead. I don't, I, I don't like to read about active serial killers because it makes me sad. Mm. But they make damn sure they kill the person they intend to kill. But they fuck up though. They mm. fuck up, but like when they kill them, like a lot of them will like decimate their heads with like bricks and shit. The smart ones. Like, they finish them the fuck off. You know what I mean? It's like, that's what I mean. Like, I think they just, I, and maybe like if he had scissors and a hammer, I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. He's got like an affinity for scissors and he wants to use them, but he wants to make sure they're dead. But just mm-hmm. to bring scissors. And like, what if he didn't KO her with the punch and she started fighting back? How, how far are you going to get with them scissors? If she starts running away, you feel like you're trying to like hit her with like a little three inch blade. That's true. Well, well he if, got right on top of her. He could have like stabbed her in the neck if she started struggling. But I'm saying like, if, it's because she like, he decked her. But like, if he was punching, she's like, ow. And then he fucking reared back with <laughs> a pair of scissors. <laughs> okay. And you fucking took off running. Okay, check this out. These are the 25 weirdest weapons ever used to kill someone. Well, hold on, though. Let's back up the bus. look up the most common murder weapons. Let's back up the bus here, though. This, it wasn't a one-time kill. This guy had planned this out, and that's why it bothered me. It wasn't like a spur of the moment. I grabbed the first sharp thing I had. He was waiting for her. He had a plan. But doesn't that undo your argument? Because he literally is going out of his way to kill them specifically with scissors. He's yeah. made that choice. No, no, no. Because no. he's saying, goofy I don't for scissors. Think he would have chosen that. But you don't know that because you don't know about his affinity for scissors. Oh no, I know he has affinity for scissors. I'm saying he would want to make sure he killed them, and there's no with the scissors. <laughs> no, but so. I'm saying though, like, if, like I'm saying, if he had punched her and she hadn't dropped, he would have had like 
a thirteen percent chance of killing it with scissors. All right. So if the FBI's <laughs> murder, <laughs> like, okay, FBI murder victim weapons by popularity, first five are different variations of guns. Yeah. The most popular after that are knives or cutting instruments. And then probably like bludgeoning, the, bludgeoning them would be the next one. Let's yeah, blunt of, objects is yeah. the very next one. Personal weapons, hands, fist, and feet are the ones after that. So I'm just saying, knives and cutting instruments are pretty high up on that list. Yeah, I'm just saying, if you uh, he had planned it out, and his plan was to bring scissors, that's a really shitty plan. Well, <laughs> if it worked out the first time and the other five times, I think. But I'm saying, it wouldn't have worked the first time is what I'm saying. Like, it's a, it's a bad plan. I could kill a girl with a pair of scissors. If yeah. you said, Abe, here's some scissors. But if you were planning to kill a person, would you be like, what can I use? Mm-hmm. I got those little scissors in the bathroom. If, if scissors got me off, like surgical scissors. then that would be the They're thing. Like but like, like scissors, she said, yeah. he literally had a display case in his killer coat mm-hmm. for the scissors. So that was part of his thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it just doesn't make a lot of sense is what I'm saying. You disagree with me. Well, most murder, yeah, most serial killers don't make a lot of sense for their <laughs> motivations. <laughs> no, their motivations, but their murder weapons. Hell, there was that one guy on. that just wanted to drink everyone's blood because he thought he'd get his dick yeah, hard. Yeah, because he, <laughs> he thought his penis was missing blood, so he needed more blood. Yeah, but like, and what did he use to kill them? <laughs> Whatever. Oh, yeah, well, for animals, it was a blender. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, but like, when he killed a person, he probably <laughs> stabbed them, right? He probably used I don't a remember. Knife. I have no idea. Yeah, uh, probably used a knife. That's what I'm saying. If you okay. were planning to kill scissors a person. Scissors are too knives put well, together. Right. <laughs> they're smaller knives. Yeah, they're small knives. I know. Scissors. I'm saying if he'd have pulled out a small knife too, I'd been like, that doesn't make a ton of sense. Okay. <laughs> As you're being stabbed. Okay, what if he stabbed her in the eyeball? I guess it's... I, he still wouldn't kill her. I mean, she'd be blind, but... I mean, he could have stabbed would, into like, her brain. You'd have to shove those scissors in. Okay, so, so your whole argument here really is that they just weren't that practical for you. No, for anybody. I'm saying, like, who, if you, any anybody in this room, I'm saying, if you had planned to kill a person. Mm-hmm. But he planned to kill them specifically with the scissors was the thing. It's part of his... Oh, right, his but he didn't, like, if he had, like, hit her with a bat and then stabbed her. He was looking for a, he was looking for a challenge. Mm-hmm. Well, he'd hit him in the face and then stab him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but and rape like, that's, that too, like, you... They, there's, there's no like this one punch KOs you know I mean that's, that's a movie myth right no that happens well, in UFC all the time no you're, telling me, you're gonna tell me there's no one punch KOs in the UFC how many times have you seen somebody just walk up and punch them and they drop I've seen a few okay but it's highly unlikely mm-hmm. I've been punched a lot and never been knocked out but you're not a little girl getting punched by a big yeah. dude <laughs> yeah but that's what I'm saying there's no guarantee you're gonna knock them out Right? Well, so if he had, like, like, if he had a gun in his pocket and the scissors, okay, that makes sense. He's, scissors are well, a primary thing. he was a cop. He probably had a gun. But he didn't. That was the thing, is he didn't. He had a display of scissors. And I'm saying, like, there's a good chance you wouldn't win your murder with the scissors. Didn't he grab her first before punching her? Yeah. yeah Still, even then, like, I'm saying, there. though, like... You could step like think if you stepped on a nail, it's not gonna be like you're debilitated. You're not. You're gonna die tetanus a week later. You know what I mean? Like I've like think about that. I'm not sure about your argument here, Colby. Uh, um, What I'm saying is, is it wouldn't make sense to premeditate a murder and bring scissors. Unless you wanted that murder to occur with the scissors specifically. It wouldn't have been efficient. 
Maybe it's... it didn't. Wait, maybe didn't care about efficiency. He cared about killing with the scissors. Then uh, that wouldn't make a sense for somebody too. to premeditate a murder and then choose scissors as their only weapon. There is one thing I'll agree with Colby on. Like, his whole room was all cowboys and Indian themes. Like, which is clearly guns and bows and arrows. I don't see how scissors ties into that fetish that he had. Well, but we only saw his room. Who knows? Maybe he's got a weird closet full of, like, barbershop magazine or something. I don't know. <laughs> Naughty barber. I think monthly. you guys are missing what I'm saying here. I'm not saying he didn't like scissors. He loved scissors. <laughs> I'm not saying that it's impossible to kill somebody with scissors. It's very possible to kill somebody with scissors. What I'm saying is, is it doesn't make sense to premeditate a murder, have it all planned out, and you bring scissors. But he's crazy. He's crazy, but he's he's he has killed six people, and he like you want me to believe that the each time work? he did them with scissors? No, mm-hmm. I'm not know. buying. They never mentioned the scissors in the other movies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay, okay. I'm gonna read you guys the 25 weirdest murder weapons. 25 is a fire extinguisher. Oh, I should say this is from. Uh, is bizarre a thing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Heard of it. Bizarre, whatever. Um. Next one was an umbrella. Guy killed a guy with an umbrella. And that was from the Batman movie. Right? <laughs> a chair. Sweatpants. <laughs> oh, whoa. Killed somebody with a pickle jar. I could see that. Well, hold on, though. How did they kill him with a pickle jar? <laughs> okay, well, I'll, I'll read the story. <laughs> it says, when Daniel Cover, Coverbasich was just 12, he was hired by 55-year-old... Dwayne Hurley to walk his dog. Turns out Hurley was a pedophile and their relationship mm. too soon turned sexual. This went on for years until January 22nd, 2010 when Daniel, tired of the abuse, repeatedly bashed Dane in the head with a pickle jar. Yeah, see that's I don't I don't like articles like that because they make it sound like Okay, listen, hear me out though. Like I know you're laughing at me, but like he didn't sneak up on him in the woods, like, track him down with a fucking pickle jar. <laughs> he grabbed the first heavy thing he had and bashed the guy's head in. It wasn't like, tee hee ha ha, he killed him with a fucking pickle jar. He killed him with something, a blunt object that I'm, happened to be a fucking pickle jar. I'm not reading this to... to... No, I'm saying I don't like articles <laughs> like that because it's it's misleading. No, it's not saying... Totally misleading. It's not saying, saying weapons used to commit serial killings it says weapons used to commit murder but right but it, that wasn't the weapon the weapon was a blunt object if he had grabbed a brick like if there had been a brick closer he would have killed him with the brick but he had a pickle jar that's the whole point <laughs> yeah but they're making it sound like the guy was like like i said like he was stalking him and finally like popped out from the shadows and hit him with a fucking pickle jar because the guy loved pickles or something like he was a pickle fucking it was, bandit it was symbolic but what it was is he was trying he's probably in a panic trying to kill the guy before he like ratted him out and grabbed the first thing that he could bash somebody's head in the lift into the pickle jar. Hmm. This isn't the pickle murders. It was a fucking <laughs> blunt object. And it happened to be a jar of pickles. That's true. It's just, That's what I'm saying. I, think that I feel that like these articles like that are misleding. What are the pictures? Oh, <laughs> uh, the lady pictures. It went into ads. You know how it has mm-hmm. ads in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After election, wife fixes husband's erection, erectile dysfunction. Oh, boy. Uh, let me go to the next one. <laughs> okay, let's see. A shovel. A nail gun. That doesn't seem that weird. <laughs> a, bowling. a bowling ball. That's pretty cool. A floor lamp. Okay. Oh, oh. Um, That's why I don't have any. Grabbed a floor lamp and began beating around his body and head. Okay. A corkscrew. There we go. 
That's one. Terrible. That would hurt. What else we got here? A pin. Killed him with a pin. A guitar. A guitar. Yeah, That'd be a... They call it an axe for a re reason. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, chainsaw. Always good. Oh, I know a story that I had a... I have the article cut out somewhere because it cracked me up. A guy... Sound like a serial killer. Yeah. A, a guy That's met right. a girl on the internet and he fell in love with her. And so... He's like, we should get together, and she decided she didn't want to meet up with him. Something, something about him was off-putting, mm -hmm. and so he he goes to her house. He drives into a different state, and goes to her front lawn and cuts his own head off with a chainsaw Whoa. in her front lawn. And after that, she totally dated him, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he got the head completely off, but he tried his damnedest. I gotta think. I mean, those things are. Designed to cut through tree trunks. Uh, probably went right through. Probably went right oh, through his, yeah. his bones. Okay, somebody got beat to death with a prosthetic leg. Mm. Oh, a katana. A classic. Nice. Built that, for killing. Technically that's not, not a strange, strange at all. No, that's, <laughs> that's exactly... That's a one In 2016, a yes. Very strange. Yeah. That's um, the only function a katana serves. Oh, a, kill a dildo. That's a good one. Was it intentional? Was it a choking? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, art. Okay, it says the original Ben-Hur... Roman Navarro choked on his own blood due to an Art Deco dildo being shoved down his throat. Mm. Two Chicago hustlers suffocated the star with the lead dildo, which had been given to him 45 years earlier by Rudolph Valentino. They, they did it for $5,000 they heard was hidden in his home. Mm. Damn. It's like the, what was that one? The, it was the, because Truman Capote like, wrote that book about him. What was that? In cold blood, those those murders, mm -hmm. they like, they th just intended to steal their safe, but ended up like tying the family up and like lining them up, and finally they decided to start killing them and just killed mm -hmm. the whole fucking family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, the spoon got killed with a spoon. Breasts. Okay. Oh yeah, I heard that one. Holy shit. <laughs> She suffocated him with her boobs. Intentionally? She fell asleep on him. Oh, sad. But I literally have written that scene <laughs> in a movie that, of course, has never been made. But <laughs> it's, it's still in production. If we're looking for backers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to pay for my cool breast-killing movie. Uh, microwave. A spatula. Let's see what this last one is. This is fascinating. Um, an Xbox. Man, that would suck to be killed by an Xbox. Chessboard. A shoe. A jump rope. All I can right. see a jump rope. Yeah, strangulation. What do they call that? The Karat. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and a toilet tank lid. Right oh on. yeah, I could see that too. That's yeah. been in a movie, hasn't it? Yeah. Good one. Mm -hmm. Was that Pulp Fiction? No. It was that, that zombie movie. Zombie Land. Uh, did he beat that zombie with the with the toilet lid? Yeah, yeah. yeah. they did it. And what was that? Boondock Saints too. He fucking hurled that toilet uh, at him yeah. from the roof. Yeah, yeah. Boy, that movie hasn't aged well. No, no, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I have to watch it. So going back to the movie, um, were they like trying to draw a connection between the the scissor murder and that kid? Like they both had cowboy themed wallpaper. I think it was just like the time. 
Really? Yeah. I, just... I, I kind of, I was wondering if, like, they're trying to make this parallel if, like, Christopher Walken hadn't stepped in, this kid would have been weird and psychotic, too. But Maybe. That's an interesting I idea. I don't know. I don't know. I thought he'd just be dead. Because it, it stopped him from falling through the ice, didn't he? He did, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, he would have just died. Hmm. Well, so much for that theory. Well, that's him. Yeah, interesting. So after after um, the cop kills himself, um, his mom tries to shoot old Johnny, played by Christopher Walken, and uh, Tom Skerritt shoots her. He, he plays the cop. And they go on. He uh, leaves town and goes off to live in solitude and become a tutor again. Mm-hmm. And that's where we find him getting all that mail and... <laughs> And, and all that boy. <laughs> yeah. Living a solitary life. Takes on the job of tutoring a rich kid's son. And another little mystery uh, starts up. Mm. Or I guess I guess mystery is the wrong word. What do you call it? Mm. A vision. Yeah. A vision, yeah. And uh, he saves that kid from drowning in the ice. That's what we were talking about. And the kid, uh, as Matt pointed out, said some stuff that sounded... Something about his voice. It just it's, sounded very like... Yeah. What's, what would be the appropriate word? Alluring? <laughs> <laughs> Matt really enjoyed the kid's performance. Very good performance. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he just had one of those, I just woke up from <laughs> from some weird stuff. <laughs> Might still be high. <laughs> His exact, what would it be? It's like, Johnny, come back upstairs. It's no fun reading by myself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was very weird. Oh, man. So he he tells the kid's father that the kid's going to die in the ice if he doesn't, uh, you know, call off their hockey team, which the guy doesn't do, and two kids drown. Mm -hmm. Kind of a dick move for him not to tell the other kids involved. (laughs) Well, that's why he was so dead, just sitting in that chair. Mm -hmm. Oh, I meant Christopher Walken, too. Oh, (laughs) right. Well, I think he thought he had it done, because when he touched the kid, he was oh, alive. Yeah, right. So he thought, okay, he mm-hmm. took my advice. Turns yeah. out, that kid just didn't go. Yeah. I guess this, and the, and the father did lie to him and told him he called it off. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you'd think he would have like went and hung out of the ice rink and been like, mm-hmm. you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then after that, I went to the main story. The whole, the whole movie, you hear about this senator... What was it? Stilton? I forget his name. Yeah, Stilson. Something. You remember Colby? What? Stilson? The senator's name? Stilson. Martin James Stilson? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, you get to meet him, and he's a real scumbag. And like Gabby was saying earlier, when, when you're in a crowd, or when, when he's in a crowd, um, the guy comes up to him and shakes his hand, and he sees this vision of him essentially starting a nuclear war and killing, you know, probably millions of people. Mm-hmm. And he decides he's got to take care of it. Yeah. 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 I don't know. What would you guys do if you saw that vision about... Um, we won't say the current situation we're in, but let's <laughs> say, like, Martin Sheen ran for president mm. and you knew he was going to blow up the world. What would you do? Would you well, give it a if shot? If I was under pressure, like, I was going to die soon... I'd kill him. But I just think there'd be so many other ways to go about stopping it. Yeah, I mean, I would, yeah, if it was preventing nuclear war where everybody died, I'd definitely kill him. But like Colby said, I'd probably try to get away with it. Like some, like some stealthy <laughs> just poisoning. Just shoot him. Some 
plutonium pellets in his pockets. I don't know. I'll tell you what I would have done, too, if I had been Christopher Walken and I really wanted to kill Martin Sheen. I would have fucking ducked after I missed him. He just fucking stood there waiting for the guy to shoot. He shot twice. And he finally was like, oh, second. He's got that bum leg. That's what I'm saying. It'd been easier if I'm just fucking collapsed to that side. <laughs> so what Hit happened? Dirt. Christopher Walken, uh, Johnny, takes a shot at the senator while he's uh, giving a speech, and he snatches up the baby that is his fiance's uh, child, I guess, mm-hmm. and uses it like a human shield. So he can't shoot at him anymore, and mm-hmm. he ends up getting shot by the security. And um, some people take pictures of the senator using the baby to protect himself and ruins his career. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you know, crisis averted, crisis tragic averted. ending, our hero is dead. Mm-hmm. And you never live that fucking picture down. Yeah. No. You could cure cancer. He'd still be that fucking guy that held a baby out as a human shield. <laughs> That's like what we were talking about, that Martin Squirrelly guy, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't care what he does the rest of his life. Yeah, he's, he's a, a fucker. Widely hated. Um, and a lot of people said, like, that's not even a common medication, so it's not that big of a deal. Still, like, that he had the nerve yeah. to do that? Fuck him. Yeah. Uh, he's getting a lot of the blame, but he's just one symptom of a huge problem. But sure. when he is the first one to put himself in the public eye. Oh, yeah. Like, he's intentionally. Just, yeah, he's just the first asshole to be didn't, that vocal about it. Didn't he also buy a Wu-Tang album and refuse to release it? But mm-hmm. That's a dick move, too. Mm-hmm. He did release it, though. Did because it? he yeah. said he would if Trump was elected in the U.S., so he released it. And he had something else, too, that was unreleased, and he released it. Yeah, well, he was, yeah, he's a big music fan, so he had a whole bunch of unreleased B-sides from bands that he bought. Why are these bands selling them to people like that? I mean, the well, way of I Wu-Tang, guess it's a simple... I mean, I would, he's, he's they probably don't look it. into these fans as... Life, they're probably like, oh, this guy's got but if money. You're making he wants a, to buy a song. If you're making a deal though, where you're not allowed to release the album because you sold the entire thing to this dude, mm-hmm. you, you'd look into that, right? The know. way, because I, I want to say they a blind auction, no. I want to say they asked RZA about it, and I want to say he was like, "Yeah, that guy's a son of a bitch, and we took two million dollars from him, so yeah, I can win-win." Yes, but man, that means like your all the effort that went into that album is. Yeah. I, well, I they released the it because it wasn't very it. good. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. That's yeah, what I, I heard. Don't. I heard someone's review of it. They're like, eh, should have been unreleased. Mm. So, yeah, maybe it was a whole, like, let's fuck over some rich people. <laughs> maybe. A half ass an album. They're, you, like, they don't even bring in the other, like, members of the Wu-Tang Clan. They should, like, old sound bites from, like, interviews and shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm sorry that I was so choppy going through that movie. I'm not... Um, eloquent. <laughs> what did you guys think of the movie? It was alright. That was good. I liked it. Yeah. It wasn't bad. I didn't like the ending. Didn't like the ending? No. What would you have done differently? I. He accidentally shoots the husband and then he gets back together <laughs> with the girl. <laughs> he shoots the husband and. I don't know if the wife liked some... it. <laughs> that, I don't know another problem I have with too is he fell asleep and he's getting ready to assassinate somebody. I feel like you would be, like, at an all-time adrenaline high. Well, he was camping out overnight, right? Still, like, imagine you're getting ready to kill somebody. You're mm. pretty fucking juiced. I don't know. Yeah, I could, I'd take some Z-Quil or something. <laughs> I mean, like, I'd just be sitting there the whole night thinking, like, okay, so if that guy drops a gun, I'm going to do this. If his fucking guy jumps in front of him, I'm going to do this. I'd just be like, thank God I got my backup scissors. <laughs> <laughs> I missed with my rifle. Thank God. <laughs> you're right there, punched him. Why is on the ground? Gotcha. Yeah. Rip off his shirt. And, uh, let's see these titties now. <laughs> well, 
think. And then they would have thrown the baby over his titties. Let's <laughs> cover those up. I, I think we need to, like, explain how his pet. Like, there were some scenes where I was confused on how his visions worked. Because, like, how did he get that doctor's mom's name? I think it explained that. Well, no, he, he only he said had the I name, know, and then he looked it up, and it was in the phone. He book. said, "I know, I know who she is and where she is." Mm. Yeah, but how did she? How did he know that? Because it didn't show that in that vision mm. he had. Yeah, the way I don't know, maybe a lot of certain information just comes to him. Yeah, a lot of ancillary stuff mixed in. If I envision it, is that it's like, it's like when you're dreaming, and you know where you are, and you know how you feel, but nothing in your dream is specifically that like you know like mm-hmm. a, when you have a dream and it's just scary you feel scared in your dream but nothing as scary is happening and then you kind of wake up and you associate like scary shit with that innocent thing i think it's like that like he knew who it was where she was but he was seeing her running away from nazis i think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and does he does he have to like grab the person's hand or does the person have to like grab that was confusing too on I how he like. I think he always. Th- well, there were some parts where like he grabbed person hand and like it, nothing would happen. Well, with the boy, mm-hmm. I think maybe maybe if they didn't have anything bad happening in their life, then they were fine. Mm-hmm. It's like quantum leap. Yeah. Like he only went places that need fixing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like he might have slapped a bunch of asses all day <laughs> and not felt anything, and then that one ass that's mm-hmm. got a problem, <laughs> be like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> back that ass up. Yeah, look, kid, quit going to church. <laughs> or whatever. I don't know what the mm-hmm. issue is. But. Yeah. Yeah. I see my cat hold on because it comes in like pulses. It wasn't like, it's not like a movie playing out. It comes in like. Yeah, that's true. Flashes. It did seem like he had to hold on yeah. to it for a while. Yeah, because he would wrench on him. And then anyway, it looked like he was getting like pulses of vision. So. Martin Sheen needed his bodyguard to help get his hand off him. <laughs> yeah. But he might have just been excited to meet Martin Sheen. <laughs> He was pretty famous back then. <laughs> you know, here's something. Why didn't, when that guy touched him, why didn't he see him killing him? Like, Sonny, why didn't he see Sonny killing Because that would ruin the ending for the audience. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, I don't know, I have a hard time with all that looking into the future, looking in the past type of shit. bothered me. Cause there's yeah. a lot of variables. Looking in the past, I take that back. Looking in the past, like, whatever. That's, that makes sense to me. It's like looking at a picture or something. Looking to the future, I'm just like, you say, oh, you're going to fucking die in a car accident. Well, like, if that guy just tells you to die in a car accident, just, like, doesn't overcorrect as much as what it caused an accident. If he's like, whoops, I almost, mm-hmm. like, rolled my car, you're fucking visions for shit. Yeah. I really like that they brought up that point, too, in the movie, because they talked about, uh, it's like, okay, fine, we're canceling the hockey match. He's like, well, your son would have died. And he's like, well, we'll never know now, will we? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, yeah, if everything goes well, then you won't know that it was going to go shitty. If you had more time, maybe you would have figured out a more subtle way to get things done. Like, you'd be like, before you guys go play hockey, throw a rock on the ice. Hmm. See what happens. I've fallen through the ice quite a few times. It's always unexpected. (laughs) That's what I mean. Like, say, like, if you throw a rock on the ice and it doesn't snap underneath the rock, you're probably good. Oh. It's probably safe. Like I said, I mean... Sometimes that works. Yeah. I fall through quite a few times. Yeah. I, I remember we were trying to go ice fishing at one of my, it's like my great uncle's lake, pond, or they have a pond, a lake. And we were like, 
me and a couple of my cousins, we stepped out onto the lake with the auger to like dig a hole. And we heard, and we're like, let's get the fuck out of here. Fuck ice fishing. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck how cold it is out here. That shit ain't holding up. Do <laughs> you ever not feel that bad for like the people that are ice fishing and like the, like the ice breaks underneath them? Because like, what is, that's why I don't go ice fishing because that is a very real possibility. I, don't I saw this picture boring. of these people, like, it was a common thing to, like, park your car on this frozen lake, mm-hmm. and an ice gave way, and, like, 30 cars fell into this lake. And I was Jeez. like, duh. That's why you don't drive a car onto a lake. Duh. I don't know. It's you knew fun, what though. you were doing when you... That's what I mean. It was fun because <laughs> you're like, ooh, I'm taking a little risk parking on the mm-hmm. ice. Mm-hmm. A little slip and slide. That's what happens. That's what makes it fun. <laughs> Play the matches, you get burnt. You know, I mean, yeah, maybe I'm not living as full a life being that I've never parked a vehicle on ice. Maybe it's a lot of fun and an experience I should have. But I feel like the risk versus a reward isn't worth it. That's true. Losing a car, you know, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's your own fault, because what are you supposed to do? Call your own insurance bike or park uh, on a frozen lake. Yeah. I didn't. You're on your own, pal. Yeah. You just chalked that one up to a bad fucking day. And you go, all right. Better start saving up. Yeah, I think your first concern would be like, how am I going to get home? Because my car is in the <laughs> lake. Yeah, there's a news reporter that parked it, the news van on the ice. And he's giving the report. And then you see in the background as he's staring into the camera, the, the truck just fucking is going right into the ice. Yeah. It's Were hard there to people have in them? Did they, anybody drown? I don't think so. I don't think there's anybody in it. Jeez. It's hard to have for sympathy for people that park. There. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you might do you might do something a thousand times, and one time it just goes wrong. Mm. Well, but I mean, like it, like I said, it's fun because there's a risk that's going to happen. So when you do it a thousand times, well, you know, a lot of probability mm-hmm. chances are your car's going to fall into the lake. Yeah. Yeah. If you do it a thousand times and it never falls in the lake, you buy a lot of ticket because you are lucky. <laughs> I blame global warming. Yep. <laughs> I blame global warming for the ice melting. It's definitely a fault for the ice melting. Yeah. The car falling through the <laughs> that melting ice. It's the ice. I blame know, the taking ice. its revenge on the culprit. Yeah. Literally, it's like the car is causing the. Global warm. <laughs> it's really everybody's fault but the car. Yeah. The car was just sitting there. I I really enjoyed this movie. I think it's a fun one. It's um there was definitely some parts I think you pointed out where the music was drowning out the dialogue. Yeah, that was a little mm. bizarre. Yeah, they need to remix that. Yeah. But um I don't know how hard it is to turn down the volume and editing, but that's what I would have done. <laughs> well, this is back yeah. in the eighties. I'll say we're still using like the like the manual splicer thing. So mm-hmm. uh, maybe it was more complicated than like a knob. Mm. Yeah, I think it's good. Everybody, go watch. Extra, I want the extra mm-hmm. mile to turn yeah. it down. Yeah, go watch it and uh, think about the parallels. Yeah, with our current yeah. situation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it wasn't. I, it definitely wasn't a bad movie at all. It was just uh, it was, didn't blow me away, but it was fun to watch. Yeah. It was yeah. like watching like a like a good episode of the X Files. Mm. Cool. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Keeps you engaged, makes you think. An extra long episode yeah. of the X Files too. We got so to really dive deep minutes. into scissors as a murder weapon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think so. 
I think it's kind of funny that a movie about predicting the future kind of predicted the future. Kind of. Kind of. In a way, I think, yeah, because the senator, Stilson, kind of was all for the working class people. And Mm -hmm. I think the parallel they were trying to draw was more closely to, like, communism, though, because he had that socialist realist type art aesthetic for his posters with the hard hats, too. Mm. But uh, he talked about everybody volunteering their time. So, I guess it's an anti-socialist movie, in which oh. case, fuck you, movie. <laughs> <laughs> what was going on in, in 83? Was that uh, uh, Ronald movie. Reagan talking about um, Russia? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, since our last podcast, Star Wars came out, it's fucking awesome. Pretty good. I'll say. Pretty I, like, I liked it, but I don't know, I was confused a lot in the movie. I was bewildered. Story of my life. It happened kind of quickly, you know? Everything kind yeah. of... I think, yeah, in the third act, things really happened really quickly, like you said. And I don't think character arcs were resolved in the way they should have been for some of the characters. What? And I just had, when they were on that, like, and they met the blind guy with the stick, I was like... I had no idea what the fuck they were doing there because they didn't take time to explain why there was a bunch of stormtroopers there, why like they were gonna fight. Because the they took over the temple because they were mining kyber crystals. Yeah, I didn't catch any of that. That's what I mean, like it happened so fast, and I was like, "What? What? 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 what, what hold on, hold on. Why is it, why is this French guy gonna kill that guy? Well, hold on, like give it a second, like to give us a little explanation here, you know." Had a very brisk pace, that is for sure. Cause I tell you what, my eyes were I had fucking, a lot to do in two hours. My eyes were fucking glued to that screen too. It's not like I was distracted. Cause as soon as I saw like once like a lot, like was it long ago in a galaxy far away? I was like, ah. Mm-hmm. So I didn't miss a fucking scene. I don't think that was in the movie. <laughs> What's that? I don't think that was in the movie, was it? The a long the time ago in a galaxy far that away. That part was, but they didn't do it the crawl. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they they had a reason, but I just figured like. I mean, personally, if it's not the actual Star Wars story, you don't do the crawl because it's not you're you're kind of it's little lose its flavor if you do it for every movie. Yeah. yeah. Someone brought up the point that it seemed like the blind guy with the stick, his whole character arc was you know believing in the Force, and using the Force. They should have. They said the more impactful and powerful moment would have been if he had still been shot and died, but like as his dying breath. Like, he reaches out with the Force and pulls a lever with the Force. That would have been so much better. Yeah, and half <laughs> his dialogue literally was, I'm one with the Force, the Force is with me. That was yeah. half his dialogue. Yeah, I mean, they yeah they set up that character arc <laughs> for him to use the Force eventually. Part, like. But he, he couldn't use the Force, and shouldn't have used the Force, in my opinion. I think what he did was essentially used it like a religion to give him the confidence to go do it. Yeah. I've, he wasn't He wasn't ever going to use the Force. Yeah, I figured hmm. he just got lucky. It wasn't the well, Force. Well, no, he's like Leia. He can use the Force he, in a benign way yeah. well, I guess to sense like things around too. him. Yeah. The part that bothered me the most about that is he was knocking out stormtroopers with a stick, and I was like, they're wearing helmets. That's the whole point of wearing the helmet. So. Yeah, their plate armor doesn't seem to protect against anything. Laser blasts, blunt force trauma. It's really just aesthetics. <laughs> well, think about it too, though. It's a clone army, so they're completely replaceable. And probably are replaced like every couple of years. By the time they're stormtroopers, they're not clones anymore. What are they? Recruits, whatever. Whatever they make. Whatever they said the clone army. Not. No, the clone, the clone troopers were the clone troopers, stormtroopers. Or stormtroopers. 
the the clone troopers um, in part became the the uh, stormtroopers, but uh-huh. I think they take all kinds. Oh, I didn't I know. Yeah. I thought the clone they, troopers and stormtroopers were the same thing. They shouldn't all say that because that that makes the death struggle end up not as cool. Because some of those could have been stormtroopers, could make good dudes that just needed to make some money. Well, they, they probably never shot anybody. They probably are like I mean, working like they're sanitation. on the wrong side. Yeah. I yeah. mean that. Well, like, what if they were just like you know a carpenter, and they were like they're like okay, but to be a, on the Death Star, you gotta wear the suit, and they're like oh fuck it, whatever, I'll wear that stupid ass suit. Let me. Boy, didn't they didn't they go through all that in Clerks? <laughs> so that's that's how I always reconcile it like, because they said like oh it's a bunch of independent contractors. I'm like no, they're like the, if they're telling stormtroopers what to do, well then say but like. You're gonna learn how to wrench these fucking pipes, you know. That so I, I never thought. I, to me, I still to this day, I thought as a kid as an adult, I'm like, no, they probably just had stormtroopers building it. It's like the army, you know. They'll, in addition to you, like, your your primary thing is you're gonna fight, but secondary to that, you can be an engineer. You can be like a, a like a you. I don't know what the hell the people are. I guess it's still an engineer, but like you. Bring clean water and shit, and like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're gonna fix the tanks. You're gonna um, mm-hmm. clean up dead bodies. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. in addition to being a soldier, you're also this. I just mm-hmm. figure out what I'm gonna start with this. In addition to being a soldier, you gotta like install this computer in this one room. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think lots of rooms, but yeah. Because Finn said he was taken as a child, right? Mm-hmm. So they're not they're not necessarily clones anymore because otherwise they would all look like Jango Fett. Yeah. And he's clearly nothing like Jango Fett. Well, I thought that's why Kylo Ren said to General Hux, "You should have used clones, or you should have made a clone army, or whatever he said." And I was like, "Way well, I, because I was still under the impression at that point that the, all the stormtroopers were clones." Well, and see, no, I think I think they had to be clones. They didn't have the same accent. Like when 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 you listen on A New Hope, you can hear the stormtroopers talking. They don't have that Jango Fett voice. Right, but I mean, they, you could lose that just based on where they're stationed. But every single clone trooper in all of the Clone Wars had that. Like if you watch all of the Clone Wars, every single clone trooper has the exact same voice. Yeah, but I think that's the way. You, I mean, yeah, I'd reason it out in my head now is like that's why it never occurred to me that they might not be clones because different accents because I feel like a different response, but. Leia said to Luke, "You're a little short to be a stormtrooper." Mm-hmm. So that, I, th- I took that as stormtroopers are a uniform height because they're all clones. I don't think so. I think they just typically they pick the the biggest guys or whatever. Who was that? That's George. They go either way. Yeah. Yeah. Google that. Are they, uh, clones. <laughs> Who's George? Lucas. Oh, Lucas. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So should we sign off? Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, hold on. Before we go, I'm going to cut out that last hour. Okay. <laughs> oh, do you remember who it was that you wanted to have the computer guess? Hmm? The app guess? Oh. Um, we'll do that after. Yeah, we'll do it after. Because I want to figure out her last name. Yeah, okay. So it's... The, after the installation of the Galactic Empire, most of the men in the white armor were either enlisted or conscripted humans of normal birth. Yeah. Hmm. Well, this one says that there is a varying heights and sizes of stormtroopers. But they would typically be bigger dudes, because that's who they'd want. 
Yeah. I think if you're trying to rule a galaxy, I mean, as many people you can get, but I don't care. You fucking, you got no legs, you're yeah. a stormtrooper. You're fucking three feet tall, stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. Seven feet tall, stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. What's that? The U.S. military has a height requirement. But they're not trying to rule a galaxy. Oh, they're well, trying to rule they? like, yeah. a little. I think it's a difference, sir. <laughs> well, I was saying, like, they're having, a, they're having a hard time controlling, like, this little, like, square of land on, like, one planet. Galactic with the Empire, you're gonna need all hands on deck, you know? You can't be picky. Because, I mean, there's what, 7 billion people on Earth? There's like, they go to at least like 12 inhabited planets, don't they, in the whole saga? At least. More than that, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. You're gonna need a lot of soldiers. Yeah. I bet there's a lot of shit that, like, flies under the radar. Like, there's a lot of, like, stormtroopers that never even, like, hold a phaser. They just hang out. Like, it was like, just go this they never just go there we play cards it's fucking it's cool yeah it's they call that isolated duty the real world in Star Wars yeah. or in real life yeah. in real life mm-hmm. I yeah. had a friend who got a lot of those yeah and you're like oh you get extra pay because there ain't shit to do mm-hmm. and you're not really doing much well I mean, the thing, <laughs> I mean I'm saying they back. do like they they have nothing to do on the sly you yeah. know what I mean mm-hmm. they're like yeah. well like I bet like you know think of the Death Stars the size of a moon right and there's, like, they go into one little room with a computer and a speaker in it, right? So that means there's got to be, like, millions of these rooms. I bet there's a lot of them that don't have shit in them. They're just <laughs> empty rooms that they just told Vader. They're like, oh, yeah, we installed the computers and all these. <laughs> these are all wired, ready to go. Yeah. They're not going to check. Like, they've got time for that shit. they got to find the stolen plans of the Death Star. You can't go check fucking, like, and think of it. It'd take, like, days to get to the other side of the Death Star. You don't have time to check all those rooms. That's true. It's not. I, shit, I imagine right, the lot of them are just like drawn, like doors are drawn on shit, like they're just spray painted on there. <laughs> like they're never gonna check. <laughs> totally built it, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah we, I reserved this conference room. It's just a wall. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> some of like the tie fighters are just like paper mache. It's like they don't use this hanger anyway. It's a fuck. Mm. None of them work. Like they, all the engines are missing. They sold them all for parts to that fucking that flying guy from episode one that, with the pod racers. <laughs> water yeah <laughs> that is the end of meet your monsters for this week i'll be cutting the shit out of that one so you gave <laughs> you gave abe a good episode to yeah. chop and screw here <laughs> thanks colby thanks <laughs> it's the truth though, if you think about it in star wars there's a lot of stormtroopers yeah okay that is the end of meet your monsters picky <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that is the end of Meet Your Monsters for this week. Thanks to my friends for hanging out with me. That is you guys. Thanks to you at home for listening. Jack and Ben, Andrew. I think I just figured out why the cross cards still work. We are coming up okay, on we'll, an hour we'll, 40 we'll come here. back to that. We'll come back to that. <laughs> um, if you want to follow along next week's movie, I'm, tr- I'm trying to make it be the thing. I don't want to mm. show that if not everyone's here because... Mm. I want to do the sequel, and I'd like everyone to see the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm shooting for the thing. Okay. Um, Should you show the sequel first? No, because I want to show it in the way that it was intended. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. But you could show how fucking flawless it is. If you yeah. Show it in order chronologically. Cool. Yeah. So check out Meet Your Monsters or uh, MeetYourMonsters.com. Mm-hmm. Um, leave us comments and stuff. Check it out mm-hmm. on YouTube. 
Um, you must have found it somehow if you're listening to yeah. it. Do that again. <laughs> Probably. Like well done. <laughs> friends on Facebook. It feels a little bit sad for us. Mm. <laughs> and we appreciate yeah, it. I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it. I'm like, I'm like the <laughs> empire. I can't be picky. Yeah. <laughs> I got too many missed opportunities. Get I'll my... take the short guy listening to this fucking podcast. Amen. <laughs> Not too short for me, dude. <laughs> Maybe uh, that's why. <laughs> that's why the rebellion won. <laughs> they took off like the. Billy fucking said I was three inches short to be a stormtrooper. Like you can be an X-wing pilot. The whole golden eye strategy where you pick odd job and nobody can shoot. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, all kinds of weird fucking seats in the X-wings and. You can't, mm. Nobody can use the same X-wing. Uh, these deep cuts. <laughs> yeah, this guy, dickhead, had four arms. He didn't change the fucking steering wheel back on the X-wing. <laughs> Bastard. Okay. Um, check out the uh, the uglytreecomic.com and buy my books and art prints and a sketchyneighborhood.com to get Sarah's stuff. Anybody else have anything else they want to throw out there? Gabby, Jeans. thanks for putting up with us. <laughs> mail me a money order. I promise I'll put it together. <laughs> yeah, I mail, won't blow it. Mail Colby stupid. some money. I won't blow. Oh, yeah, I won't blow on some stupid. I'll buy like practical things. Buy good shit. Yeah. Ramen and shit. Or a vacuum. Vacuum. It's practical things. Is yeah. What I'm getting at. Some scissors. <laughs> Whatever. <Some defense. laughs> yeah. And I don't gotta get big scissors. Nope. I get those cheap little like mustache scissors that cost like a dollar ninety eight. Send me money order for a dollar ninety eight. You know? Trimming my pubes and killing hoes. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, thanks everybody. Have a good night. Ideally I wouldn't have killed anybody else. Is that my world? My world. My world. My world. My world. My world.